Hey there, this is Ed Townend and you're listening to the Erratic Control Podcast. I'm recording this intro and outro extremely quickly because it's currently five to six on Wednesday and uh, so technically the podcast should be out in five minutes. It's not going to be, but um, yeah, sorry about the lateness on this one. Uh, this week's podcast is with uh, Aldous Fawn, who's also known as Dominic Griffin. Uh, we had a chat a couple of weeks ago um, after quite a while of when we were supposed to, because originally we were supposed to have this uh, interview as the first podcast and kind of I was trying to work on a video at the same time with with Dom but it turns out uh you know things get in the way and now finally here is episode 12 with Dom and which should have been episode one. Aldous Fawn is kind of Dom's now new kind of alias and he explains in this podcast why that was necessary. We also recorded a song uh actually yesterday called Hurting for Someone uh, in the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama, alongside Jack McDougall, and you can kind of you'll you'll be able to hear that later on. Uh, you'll also hear in the podcast that that wasn't the original plan. Here is my interview with Dom Griffin, also known as Aldous Fawn. I think we originally you were supposed to be the first person I was going to interview. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we were supposed to do it at club that <laughs> night, and we were, I was just that oh, I got yeah. there, I was like. That's not going to happen. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. The idea of recording a podcast in a music venue. In the middle floor. In the middle floor. When two gigs were happening. Yeah. Was there another one upstairs? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was yeah. um, the one that had moved from the, the moon. That had just moved from the moon. Oh, that's it, yeah. God, that's such a long time ago now. The fact that, is like, it? the moon... Because the moon had oh, just moon. closed. Yeah, yeah. And now it's open again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. Just lose months. <laughs> it's a bit like hectic and you're like oh okay that that was that was then and that was like um <laughs> just touching my face my <laughs> what year is this <laughs> it's like the uh Robin williams waking up in dramatic exactly yeah exactly like that yeah <laughs> but um that was kind of that was after the music awards i think um which you were nominated in which i guess was nice yeah it was a surprise actually yeah yeah it was really nice i don't know it was interesting that um because I've done an interview with Jack Ellis. I think it's like this. It was the second one I did, and he he'd won. And the previous time we had the music, well, I had the music awards. He had won best breakthrough act. So oh, okay. to kind of like jump from that to the next one. Yeah. But again, it's kind of maybe it's it's just to do with you know the audience at that point and like the kind of the way. I don't know. It was it was interesting to kind of because obviously you've been around a bit longer than because he's yeah I guess yeah, so yeah yeah I think. First time I saw you was at Hub Festival, two thousand thirteen. Okay, yeah. Downstairs yeah. in Dempsey's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it feels like a lifetime. It, it like a different life. It's I mean, weird. It is a long time ago, and things have changed since then. I think at that point you were only playing on your own as well. Yeah, that was when I first moved to Cardiff. Oh, I really? Think. Yeah. So didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> I just—I mean, I liked it. So yeah, you must be doing something. Right. Yeah, yeah. That was before I really. Well, I was always really into it, but before I really um, got organized. Mm. And yeah. it was—is it like like a hobby? Or no, or well, it's always been the thing. Mm. But there's always different layers. Okay. I feel like I'm a good five layers in. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting in there. I usually start out by talking about very early on and then working forward. Okay. So the first question I ask is, uh, 
What's your first musical memory? Like, what's the first thing you can remember related to music? <laughs> like, going way back. Yeah, like way, ever. way back. Yeah, oh, I don't it know. doesn't have to be like playing an instrument or anything. It's literally anything you can associate with music. Yeah, well, there's always been music in my family, inside my family. Mm. So there's always music on in the house, like constantly. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just that. Like, just I feel weird when there's not music playing. Mm-hmm. So I'll go somewhere and I'm like, why is there no music playing? <laughs> I, I, that's why I hate spoons. I go there and I'm just like, oh, it's yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we, we know how Weather Spoons feels about live music. So I remember getting my Will Smith CD, ah. Big Willie style. Oh, okay. Well, so that the second rapping, rapping along. The second question is like, what's the first record you got? Like, oh, there um, you go. And it's like. I used to say, what's the first record you bought? But I think as a kid, like, you don't really yeah, pretty hard. buy your own records. Yeah. Like, so, but it's kind of like your first choice. Yeah. So it's Big Willie style. Yeah. Will Smith. Cool. I think that's like <laughs> mid, mid-90s, nineties. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it must have been. Mm. 96 or something. I just remember having my headphones in. I think it was a tape at first. Yeah, yeah, actually. yeah. Yeah. I remember my dad coming in and going... <laughs> just keep it down <laughs> I'm like oh oh man <laughs> what because you were rapping a lot yeah I was just like rapping my heart out <laughs> or, just, it... or trying to rap <laughs> I'm like oh so fast but so that's that's your introduction to rap music so, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's the, the... <laughs> it's, it's interesting with, with Will Smith because he was like he's a rapper that never cursed was like family friendly yeah. and stuff and like I think that's nice yeah it's like it's, I mean it's not the greatest rap music in the world but it's still like what you, what you mean <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not exactly the deepest kind of yeah, yeah can, kind of went downhill didn't yeah. it yeah <laughs> I don't know I still I mean st- I still hear it still hear it well st- it must be good yeah. right that's how it, that's how it works right? yeah I don't know if it's like ironic or not <laughs> oh, I don't know except when it's actually the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme tune and it's just a, that's just not funny yeah, so it's, it, I mean, it's funny you talk about rap because I don't know when it was when I first heard that you did the Nicki Minaj cover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't think, I think I'd heard that you'd done it before you, I'd actually seen you do I it. I think, yeah. And I was really yeah, kind of like, yeah, and I think I was just like, that's the best thing ever. Like, mm. I think Nicki Minaj is really underappreciated. Like, I think a lot of people just see that kind of like first layer of her and just like dismiss her as some horrible kind yeah. of she has her ups and downs she does like, lyrically yeah <laughs> I don't really know her personally but... i know i think i think personally she's actually all right but like um yeah some things don't work quite well but then again i was a bump grind the other night a stupid ho came on i was like this is a really good song <laughs> like it's, it's ridiculous but it's so good so yeah you do you do kind of a mashup of super bass and bees in the trap yeah. And, and like both of those tracks are like really good it was actually um an in-joke when i first started the band when i had a band together yeah. we always joked about doing a cover i jammed it out and i thought actually <laughs> well, <it's quite laughs> i like this yeah i just did it and then kind of it was nice i mean it's it's interesting to kind of be able to go like adapt a song like that because those like bees and traps quite dark and then super bass is quite melodic but you wouldn't but no they are yeah but like yeah. you wouldn't expect that from from Nicki Minaj I guess if you're 
you know, that kind of first layer person. So moving on from like that first record is like, were you just kind of following the charts as like a kid, like just following what was kind of popular? We're on Will Smith now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, <laughs> back to jumping back to Will Smith. No, I remember favorite artist as a child was Seal. Okay, so that's not exactly. I guess yeah, it is mainstream. Yeah, it's mainstream, but it's not. It's not like yeah, it's more the soul and yeah. R and B side of things. It's kind of yeah, and it would, yeah, um, I think he only had a few hits. I don't know. He had loads of hits. Oh, he had loads of hits. I know, yeah. but like I mean, kind of that I remember. I guess. Oh, okay. Um, like, I remember it all, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I folded my mum with that. Yeah, that was my favorite artist. Mm-hmm. Um, there was always there's always that pressure to follow what everyone else likes in school yeah i remember making the effort to like it but i never really yeah but like in. just not really kind of getting it um yeah like i remember one kid like shania twain i thought really is this maybe this isn't so i tried to like it and i thought oh, it's just not for me man i feel like a woman yeah That's a tune, though. it's and um that don't impress me much yeah yeah another tune but bangers i guess yeah <laughs> Kind of that kind of pop country kind of thing that's kind of a bit gross. But um, <laughs> he says, you feel like you were into mainstream music, but it was a kind of not really what I think. Skirting. Yeah, you're kind of on the edges of it. The perimeter. Yeah. So, yeah. and that that's kind of sealed influence, kind of quite soulful. And he's got a good voice. And it's like, it's not just about pop songs with that. And yeah, I mean, Kiss from a Rose is oh, just, just amazing. I mean, the the... I'm not too keen on the production. I'm like so tempted to just burst out into song yeah. right now. I won't. But like, um, <laughs> <laughs> but have you, oh, you watch Community, don't you? I yeah, I I didn't realize it was there. I discovered it like maybe five. All right. Have you, years. Have you seen the episode I just with rinsed it? Yeah. Have you yeah seen the episode with Kiss from Rose in it? Though? Oh, I can't remember. Oh no, it's like <laughs> so many seasons. It's when Jeff's kind of getting out of moving into uh, uh annie's new stuff spoiler alert yeah well no no but it's, it's not a spoiler oh, alert. Okay. it's just like it's one of the premises of a sitcom episode but um <laughs> he's like out shopping and like he comes across the dean and the dean's like i'm gonna oh, i'm gonna the dean. Oh, yeah the dean's brilliant he's like i'm gonna tell the the rest of the the gang that you're out and not helping them so he makes them go do all this stuff with him and one of the things is they do a karaoke rendition of kiss from a rose <laughs> That's, that's perfect. That is, yeah, I, yeah, it's like it's on YouTube and it's it's just amazing. So if anyone hasn't seen Community, the Dean is a very amiable, yeah, mad <laughs> character. I love the Dean. It's the uh, the peanut butter wrap. Peanut butter? The peanut butter wrap. Oh yeah. When he comes in, it's the, the peanut butter. That's like, it's like I love that so much. You're just like, oh my uh, god. Uh, <laughs> Oh, my brain. You just gotta go. You gotta go watch Community because it's the thing is, it's like I try and get people in Community and they watch the first episode and they're like, "This isn't that good." And yeah. It's like, yeah, that's because it's the first episode and yeah, it's like you, supposed, gotta you have to stick swim with it. in there. Yeah, and and by the end of it, you just can be making all the in jokes. So, kind of moving on from Seal, which is what we were talking about. <laughs> see, this is this is exactly what I'm I talking see, about. Going off like what's talk, talking about off these tangents. Yeah, I like, like this. What kind of other music then do you think you were you were into when you were growing up? Growing up, oh, I mean, I remember Five. Yeah. They had some tunes. Yeah. That's, again, like, you know, I hear that still in clubs. Yeah. It Downstairs Club for Bach happens quite still often. I love it. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. 
really good songs. So aware of these things. I was like, that's really, really into my pop music when I was growing up. And like, I listened to, I did this thing where I used, to, oh God, this is so embarrassing, but like, I listened to the charts every Sunday and okay. like, just like all the way to, through the top 40 every Sunday. It's like, doesn't happen anymore. Like, who really cares about the charts anymore? It's like such a weird shift that, yeah. that could happen in the last 20 years. It's like, really? I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if I just tuned out of it. I think some people are obviously still listening. Well, yeah, I mean, but I don't think the charts matter as much as they used to. Oh, yeah, I mean... You know, you nobody don't... cares about what the Christmas number one is anymore, do they? Well, people don't buy CDs, I guess. Yeah, precisely, and, like, when Ed Sheeran can dominate the top ten or whatever, like, so easily, it's kind of a bit irrelevant now, so it's like... Um, yeah, it's a bit of a weird you got so, thing. Yeah, it is, it's a kind of strange concept that would be difficult to explain to someone who has never heard of it because because now they're just like but why would you care about who was selling the most records like i mean one of my favorite artists when i was younger was lady smith black mombaza oh yeah yeah oh, wow yeah and i was like it's a dope but you can't really uh well now i can hold a conversation about that but when mm. you're when you're seven <laughs> you're like i just like it yeah, yeah. exactly it's like Ah, uh, you know, <laughs> you got these cool songs. <laughs> it's like it's like me. Do with they dance? No. <laughs> it's like well, I guess it's me with like Talking Heads and stuff. It's like you can't explain that until you understand it when you when you've yeah. grown up and like yeah, like, was, that's how did you get into that? I didn't really get into that whole side of music until well, maybe until I was you know way later. Yeah, it's weird how you got certain paths mm. through music. I find really interesting when you're a kid whatever comes at you you kind of are open to so you're a bit more, like a yeah you're a bit more open-minded you're not gonna mm. go oh, i'm not gonna listen to that because it's like because it's that genre you like if i like it i like it it's like that's why i'm trying to get as much good music into my daughter as possible before she switches and inevitably gets into music that i'm gonna hate because that's what kids do like you play stuff that your parents aren't gonna like yeah yeah i mean i like music that my mum hates but i know that my nan loves it mm. And she's like, why are you listening to that? I'm like, it's <laughs> great. It's like the Temptations. I'm like, yeah, it's oh, great. Yeah. yeah. But she's like, oh, I hate that. My mom used to play all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's, I think my parents would go on about, oh, I, I hate the song because it was like, I hate this band because it used to be played all the time by my parents. And it's like, yeah, like, I think I, thankfully, I don't think I felt like that about the parents, the, my, the music my parents played. Like my parents used to play like Tom Waits and, Oh, okay, like yeah, Joni yeah. Mitchell and stuff and things like that and it's like mm. I can kind of appreciate that now and it's like and and, and like my dad sat me down in front and stopped making sense by talking heads <laughs> and it's like dude he's got a big suit it's wicked oh mate yeah <laughs> David Bowie that was, that All was right. the one in my yeah. family oh yeah I think that's that's a really kind of strong influence but like Seal and Lady Smith Blackman Manzo is like uh, totally that's uh, 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 a, a difficult thing to say if you don't say it a lot uh, yeah. um, some beer and wine yeah <laughs> it, i mean it's yeah it's definitely out of the out of the mainstream what kind of started you on the path of making music though do you remember when that was that happened? yeah well there were always musicians in my house mm -hmm. growing up sat around the table playing music every weekend and wow that's, in that's the week quite a strong so, influence yeah yeah my mum's always Love music. My dad loves music, but my mom's more into music. Yeah. You know? I guess it was just a matter of time before I went, I want to do that. Mm. And I actually remember saying to my dad, like, I want a guitar. I want to yeah. play guitar. And he said, um, Oh, you don't really want to do it. Like, you won't learn it. I was <laughs> like, I will. I will. And <laughs> he said, Oh, okay. 
if you learn on your sister's guitar, and I will buy you one for Christmas, yeah. whatever. My sister's guitar is this tiny, like three quarter pink guitar, <laughs> nylon string. I was like, oh, okay, right. The least six cool months. Thing ever. <laughs> six months later, I was like, okay, yeah, I can play it now. Yeah, and that's when I got my first little electric, and I yeah. just took off from there, and that's I cool. didn't stop. Like. What kind of, do you know, do you remember what kind of made you, it was just because your family was musical then that you, you wanted to play guitar? Yeah, well, I mean, music's always struck a chord. Mm. I mean, it just captivates, so to speak, my imagination. <laughs> punny, <laughs> so punny. Yeah, it just um, grabs my imagination, I guess. And I just dive into it. It's like a little C. Mm. Just to be able to replicate that. So it's, it's more, you weren't, going oh, i'm not going to want to do that it's, it's, like, you're it's kind of like it. making your own atmosphere yeah so when i play music i'm effectively changing my atmosphere yeah and so that's cool and that's like a state you enjoy being in i guess yeah, yeah. it's um you can just take it anywhere yeah yeah oh yeah that's i mean i'm so kind of jealous of these people who can just take out a guitar and just play a million songs and sing along with them at the same time <laughs> it's like yeah because you know i could do it but i hate the sound of my own voice and like i think i just can't sing at all like although you inevitably you will end up at a party and someone will start playing music you're like oh fuck this. Oh, geez, yeah, <laughs> it's like and can... here's wonderwall oh no <laughs> it's like i i'm so glad that that's turned into something that is so hated now that it's kind of like i don't i like it you know there's there's an occasion when it's when it's a sharing thing yeah but it goes over the step of yeah, I've had enough now. Yeah, let's let's be involved. Yeah, that's why you're partying. Yeah, exactly. And like, if someone's like hogging it, you don't want to. But I don't know. I can't remember the last time I was sat in a party and someone's playing music. It's kind of like, I think the equivalent of that now is someone taking taking the aux cord in the car or like in in a. It depends on a party, man. It's many yeah. different parties. Yeah, I guess. I guess maybe I'm not as much of a party animal as you. Are. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, a new question that I've just kind of thought Let's about recently is what's the first song you learnt on the guitar? Oh wow, Batman. Batman? Yeah, so easy. Yeah. Best first song. Okay. Batman. Should I play enough you? Yeah. I don't I'm just, trying I'm to work out what, right what Batman sounds like. I don't even know if this is in tune. <laughs> oh there we go. So Oh yeah. That's cool. Perfect. Yeah. Still got it. That's, yeah, and that's quite a simple one. It's like nice to, <laughs> nice to learn that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, I was thinking Batman. What's, what's Batman? Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. I don't know the actual song. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's just the Batman theme tune, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, I was just thinking kind of like, what did Hans Zimmer sing? What? <laughs> no, no, no. Before <laughs> so, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, done. I mean, Easy. Next. Yeah, done. Question done. But like. You know, when you start out on guitar, you have to think of the easiest thing you can learn to play, and then you feel like you've kind of had, you've got a self sense of accomplishment. Then, and you, you, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess on retrospect, it's good to have those little easy achievable goals mm -hmm. to give you the little brain massage. Yeah, it's like, a good job. It's like yeah, they they look you look back on them and go, they're pretty simple songs to learn, but it's like yeah, the first way you get in there is the, is the best way and then how long after you started learning guitar did you start writing music i don't think it's much longer i think i was writing lyrics before i was learning guitar all oh, right 
I don't know. I just, I just did it. I didn't really think because about it. Because it felt like something natural to do. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, it's like a, it's almost like a fun puzzle. Yeah, I just do it for fun. Yeah, the way you talk about music, it's kind of like, it's hard to articulate because you, it seems so it's natural. Abstract. Yeah, it's, I know it's abstract and it seems so natural to you. Yeah. To you, it's not like a technical thing. It I is guess. and it isn't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's you, like maths and art. Yeah, you, you kind of self-produce, and so I guess you need to kind of learn that. Well, even past that, I guess it's everything's patterns so even musical notes or different notes together mm. frequencies i don't know i just i'm very pattern focused okay so i don't i really don't know um any uh, names of chords or anything like that i just know that if i jump across this distance it'll sound okay but watch out for that hole. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good way of describing that feeling. Because I think, you know, you can sit there and learn from a songbook and learn the chords and learn this is this chord, this is this chord. It's kind of like, do you, well, friends, do you know that kind of Phoebe teaching Joey how to play guitar? <sighs> No, I uh, remember it. Oh, it's no. like uh, there's an episode where Phoebe like is teaching Joey how to play guitar and he's like, he she refuses to like she doesn't know any of the names of the chords. <laughs> so she comes up with these like ridiculous names for the hand shapes. Oh yeah, and... totally. I've got this one chord uh, <laughs> I keep playing and I was like, what is that chord? I'm like, I don't know, it's dumb, dumb chord now. It's dumb chord. <laughs> it's, it's so simple. I think it's so simple, but I can't, I can't see what it is. It's cool. It's like a trademark. Maybe it's my trademark. Yeah, I think, I think it's I'll cool. put a like... TM on it. Yeah, yeah. It's for like... Bam. Yeah, it's like, it's cool when musicians have that kind of trademark. Like, um, there's a video of Josh Homme from Weeks of Stone Age talking about his, his trademark was like, he would learn scales, but then like miss notes. Yeah. And like, that's how you get the Queens of Stone Age sounds. As soon as he starts playing the scale where he's like moving the notes, he, like, okay. you can tell immediately that's like, that's the Queens of Stone Age sound. Yeah. And so that's kind of became his trademark. Yeah, like having a personalized chord is kind of quite cool, and it's one I always go back to. Yeah, just, yeah, and it's like it's also. I'm drinking it. wine. That's why my voice is going up. It's it's down. fine. It's the wonders just to of, give everyone else the wonders backdrop. of editing is like you can compress and like cut. It's fine. You can. We'll, we'll do it in post. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like every time I have to move to the mic to kind of let air out of my lungs which in human terms is called a burp that's see that's a reference that some people like, oh, i hope everyone cer- knows it no but like that's it's like the certain, advent of youtube yeah but it's like a certain oh, age range will understand that it's yeah. the same as the rickroll it's like only a certain like oh, generation will know all that Shot is the rain. i know exactly what you're talking about good when, when, it was when YouTube still was in squares. And yeah, the, everyone was doing it on the webcam. Well, <laughs> if Tayzonde is listening, you know, hit me up. Let's, yeah. let's write together. I wonder what Tayzonde is doing as a as a person. Do you think he's just like an internet celebrity that just? I reckon he's in front of a warm fire. Yeah, just thinking. That that dude has got a voice. It's like that was the thing about it. It was like start playing the it was piano. Deep. It was deep. That was the thing, and it's like you just need you need something unexpected, and that's how you make a viral video. So well, it's a powerful me. message as well. Yeah, so like I don't think anyone even took on board it's, the fact that it was yeah, like a song striking. about race. It was if, like, if nobody's seen this, look up Tay's on day. Like you can come back to this this podcast. No, do this right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> check out Tazonde chocolate rain. He ended up doing uh, an advert for Dot Pepper in America where he did cherry chocolate rain. And it's like the cherry chocolate Dot Pepper. Okay. And it's like, oh man, you just sell out now, aren't you? <laughs> I can't wait to sell out. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, Bring me the Bellevue. I know, exactly. It's like, <laughs> just biscuits, man. It's, you gotta. I'm waiting for my first sometime. biscuit endorsement. <laughs> biscuit endorsement. Yeah. So. I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with a pun for one of your songs now that like involves biscuits. We can wait all day. No, I'm, I'm I don't know your lyrics well enough. I'm just gonna butcher your lyrics. You're like that's not even what I'd sing. So it's like can't think of one either. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a shame. Yeah, it's interesting that you would learn you would write lyrics before you kind of play guitar. But I think maybe quite a lot of musicians who are interested in singing and stuff would do that. Yeah. Would you then take those songs that you'd written and put them to guitar, or would do you think you just discarded um, those songs and yeah i mean on. i'm more of a i love playing guitar and i'm like oh that's a nice riff or whatever but if i try and apply lyrics to it after i've written a riff mm. it sounds too forced because then i'm trying to make a song because mm-hmm. if i'm just writing lyrics it'll just come out then i would play around with guitar mm-hmm. or i'll just be you know jamming be like, okay let's try these lyrics yeah, with, with this riff. With this riff, yeah. And then the editing comes in, and then it's like the whole ride drunk, edit sober thing. I think it's like... And you don't necessarily have to be drunk, but you've got to be inspired. <laughs> <laughs> Though drinking does help. Yeah, so, right? <laughs> drinking is, you know, it's inspiration at times. Yeah, you can kind of lose an inhibition, but <laughs> yeah, not that we should exactly. encourage that. But No, um, drink responsibly. Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah, we It's kind of like the chicken and the egg argument. It's like, what? what comes first is it the lyrics or the music and it's like i'm super fascinated by other people's writing processes because i'm just amazed they're so different you know what you should do you should listen to my podcast i should start (laughs) here we go guys i've been talking about it but it's like um i'm taking over (laughs) me and me and uh maddie were at this songwriting workshop uh up at focus wales and it's like i don't know why i went i think i was just hung over i just wanted to sit there and just listen to people um but it was really interesting to hear how different people wrote. It's a really constructive way to deal with your hangover. Yeah, definitely. I'm me and, me and Maddie were just sat there just like, okay, we're absorbing this. But at the same time, we're so hungover. It was, but it was interesting because it's like you had all different kinds of perspectives on, on songwriting from like different generations. And yeah, it's kind of like that, that argument about whether you sit there and write a song, even though it's crap, just to get it out. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Do you do that or do you kind of... I've done that once for... <laughs> it was when I was starting out and um, I entered my song in this beach... It was, it was like play beach break thing. I've never played a gig before. Mm. Um, but my friends and, you know, my friends said, oh, put it up, you know, it's really good. I was like, okay. Next thing I know, top of the thing and then I'm playing beach break. Oh, right. So I was like, fudge. Can we swear? <laughs> yeah, you can swear. We, we, we can swear. <laughs> So I was like, fudge. Um, I literally don't have enough songs. So All right. literally well, wrote one in an hour. The gig was in like two weeks. I was like, shoot. As soon as I wrote another song, it was out. Oh, God. So it was good, though. Like, people loved it. Okay. But so to you, I, didn't, like, I wasn't you attached you to hadn't, it. You hadn't. Yeah, like to other pe- people yeah. attached to their own meanings. And, it's, you know, people will love exactly. it. But if you're not into it, it's, if you don't have any attachment to it, it's like, well, why, why am I doing this? Yeah, I think that's a really good point about like writing music. If 
you know you can write songs and people can love them but if you don't enjoy them yourself you're not going to yeah. carry on playing them are you it's like I think it's the whole kind of creep Radiohead argument they hate playing that song but they have to play it sometimes because yeah. people love it and yeah it's yeah it's a tricky balance mm. but that's mm. that's a that's quite a good story that's almost like a sitcom kind of thing that you'd kind of expect it was yeah it was crazy like my bio at the time <laughs> yeah. literally there were these bands with these huge bios they were like three yeah. pa- three pages long or something at least it seemed to me but my bio was literally the man with the distorted features because i was like i don't know what this is <laughs> let's just you know yeah it took off and i was like <sighs> how so how was beach break oh it's epic yeah. yeah we ended up playing two nights so really? they asked us back to play Amazing. on Sunday night. And there were a row of people just dressed as penguins in the front row. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. So Beach Break is like, it's in Western Supermare, is it? Uh, it was in West Pembroke. Oh, sure, right. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's still going. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe. It was like the Channel 4 thing, was it? Maybe. Was oh, it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah, actually yeah. do Channel 4 live session that weekend as well. So I was just like, what yeah. is happening? I know that's, I know I'm thinking of T4 on the beach. Okay. Yeah, that's Another a different beach? thing. That is, yeah. That's, no, beach, I know, I, I know, I know what beach break is now. I can remember what beach break is. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, like a, yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of skipped over this. Where did you grow up? Because you said you... I grew up in a town called Astrid Gunlice. All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is near Brecon, mm. near Neath. So it's kind of in the middle. And it's called the piss pot of Wales. <laughs> it rains all the time. But it's nice. It's a nice little, you know, lots of mountains to climb and yeah. hills. Maybe they're not mountains. Yeah. More well, hills. Yeah. But hills, you know, hills. In between yeah. a hill and a mountain. <laughs> but so were you kind of like one of these people who would tr- have a trip down to Cardiff or were you oh, not no. Really? no? You stayed no. in your, in Astrid um, Yeah. I never really, I didn't hang out with many people mm. when I was younger. I guess I would take a trip to Swansea. All right, or okay. In my you know, youth, get rowdy. I guess Brecon isn't really the valleys, is it? It's more. Uh, well, I am in the valleys. Yeah, you're in the valleys. Okay, but like just before the Brecon beacons. Yeah. So there's enough woods in that. Yeah. To, get to differentiate lost yourself between and never be found. Yeah. It's an interesting place to grow up, I guess from my perspective as a 25 year old because like oh it's quite peaceful and stuff but as a as a teenager were you like incredibly uh, bored or was it like no not at all no at times but definitely not peaceful mm. like you would i would so there's two na- there's two neighboring towns it's it's probably not so much of a problem anymore uh you know because everyone's a bit more connected yeah but i remember going to the neighboring town it's like a feud so it's aslavera asugunlice all right. I would go. My best friend was in this neighboring town, <laughs> so every time I go there, everyone's like, "There's some people like throwing rocks, you know, or whatever, getting fights." So it's like, yeah, pretty rowdy. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, yeah, I pretty can, intense at times. I funny. vaguely like remember that being the case, like with like I don't know, like primary yeah. school and like yeah. Dane's Court and Fairwater like, and Cardiff. It's a fighty like little place. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, it's funny grew up on the wrong side of the tracks no it's the right side the right side yeah, yeah. You're, you're on the right side of course of course you were <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so you kind of felt like you didn't really need to escape to anywhere else did you well it's all yeah I guess there's always escapism mm. 
but then I don't think that's necessarily where you are. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, you could have anything going on, and then yeah, escapism yeah. helps. I know it's like some people want to escape from London, and like it's kind of yeah. like if even if you feel if you oh, are wait, in you the mean, center um, universe, you mean physically or mentally? I guess physically. I meant physically, oh, okay. but I see what you mean by mentally. Yeah. yeah. Both, I guess. Yeah. Like, you just need to get away mm. from things. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting because I, because growing up in Cardiff, it's kind of like, you knew that Cardiff was the biggest place there, except like Bristol yeah. and London and stuff. So it's interesting to talk to people who like lived in smaller towns and get their perspective on it. Yeah. I never really, um, it's not so much the allure of bigger cities. Mm. I don't really see much allure in bigger cities. I just think it's more, uh, wasting time to be honest i'm <laughs> okay. like well you just gotta work further yeah there's a lot more um like i like cardiff because there's a lot more things to do yeah when you want to do something but then so much <laughs> you're not you're not the kind of person I, i'm not that i'm not looking to, be, to move yeah. to london or yeah exactly you kind of find a good balance when you when you live in a city that's got... this this almost feels like a really large town yeah cardiff. it doesn't yeah i know it doesn't feel like Birmingham or Bristol and stuff no, like no. because it's quite a close community yeah and everyone's like everyone open. knows each other yeah yeah I think so uh, you know at times but that's a different thing <laughs> yeah but did you move to Cardiff for uni or was it no um so I went to Swansea uni but a lot of my friends went to Cardiff uni mm. so it was then that I came up for the you know the pieings and nightlife mm. so I almost felt like I'd just well i did i just grew a really strong hub in cardiff mm-hmm. yeah so after uni i just went okay started getting gigs in cardiff at the end of uni and i was like wow that's surprising what were you doing in uni uh i was doing computer science all right okay. yeah so my love was always music but because i'm good at um you know maths and the rest of it people just convinced me to go over that and it's but not. It's not it's maybe it's not music. as enjoyable, but it's like it's, it's more practical in the in long in the long yeah, term. Yeah, I mean, it? I'm glad I did it. It's yeah. been useful. But it yeah. wasn't like your dream. No, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely super interesting. I still find it really interesting. You mm-hmm. know, super interested by solving these, you know, really complex problems, and yeah. it's like another big puzzle. You know, it's like doing a Sudoku or whatever. Yeah. I think you. That's like you've related that to songwriting as yeah, well. It's, like creating... it's the same. Like I really think a lot of things are transferable. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, maths is everything. Like it's the universal language. So English, like language, any language, mm-hmm. music, rhythm, science. Mm-hmm. And you connect that all to one thing. Yeah, okay. it's just patterns. Yeah, and... It's interesting that you perceive it as that because to me, your music doesn't sound like it's patterns. Like it right. sounds quite. You should see me in rehearsals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to describe <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, but it to me it seems really kind of free flowing and natural. But yeah. maybe that's my perception of what maths is. Yeah, like, well, I've, it is. Every, yeah, yeah, but I feel like maths is quite rigid and kind of I'm. Yeah, I hate kind of playing by that's numbers. It. I yeah. think a lot of people are really um, closed off to maths. But then it's it's just there, regardless. Mm-hmm. Like I know, yeah. It, power it, of threes, yeah. you know. So I really enjoy that delving it, in. It exists in everything, but for me, I find it 
quite a block but maybe that's because the way I relate to numbers like I was never any good at maths and like I had mm. massive issues with maths in school and kind of yeah well, and, in school it's a lot of repetition isn't it yeah I don't know hey uh, do this <laughs> yeah but it, you know, to me it was just like if I couldn't grasp the concept it would take me a long time to grasp it if anyone's like concept. listening and they're like oh god maths I, I won't be talking about maths for for very long. Well, I no, promise. but <laughs> I, no, I think you know pe- people. Yeah, but that's the perception of maths, isn't it? It's yeah, maths, totally. Maths that yeah, is boring, but oh, yeah, but to you, it's not. And no, that's, it's that's like important. super yeah. interesting, really beautiful. Like just lean on Leonardo da Vinci, like yeah. his work into it. Oh, I just find it really. Nice. I guess I guess I can kind of relate to it. It's like um, for me, it's like Excel spreadsheets. When okay, I get, yeah. When I get I Excel's. Just, my brain just felt like it was bludgeoned. Yeah. <laughs> but like when I, when I, cause, uh, when I work out formulas in Excel spreadsheets, like when I have to do it for work and stuff, I'm like, I just, I just get, all oh, right, I can I get this. And like, I kind of just bash it into place. And then just like, when it works, I'm like, this is amazing. And it's kind of like that small feeling of being able to achieve something with maths, I guess, like I can kind of understand how that feels when it comes to fitting that into music and fitting that into science. Yeah. And it doesn't, like it never that. feels like, I've slotted. It just feels natural. Yeah, you know? I guess to I you just, it feels natural. Yeah, it just feels yeah. like, oh, this is natural. Whereas you know, some other... It's just, like how everyone yeah. loves a 4-4 four, four song. So mm. they go, one, two, three, four, one. And they're just like, oh, it's just supernatural. And that's because that's a pattern that you enjoy. Yeah. It, as it, it, as a, a person. As it a sets off of, something in your... Bag of bones and <laughs> things. It's a meat bag. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it sets off like a... A reaction in your brain and you're like i understand that i recognize that i know as, what as to awful. expect and, and then like, you can play with that and then and then and then once you've kind of understood that then you can appreciate different time signatures like you can understand how a waltz works and you can understand how six eight works and you can understand yeah. how I, to like, be honest a lot of mine is reverse engineering mm. so i only really think about that stuff when i'm trying to explain it to the drummer <laughs> or the bassist they're like oh so what's this section i'm like oh let me figure it out I'm like, okay so, <laughs> so it's a three four goes to a four <laughs> so yeah for you it's like it's you don't even have to think about it when no it comes it's to these complex you know it's kind just of yeah things. it's just a rhythm yeah. everything's rhythm i think it it can be quite technically challenging for someone who doesn't have that as a natural ability you know you have to really think about it otherwise yeah, you have but to like really i said it's things. just patterns yeah so it's it's almost I, I don't even know i don't know if it's it's just something I'm attracted to, I guess. Mm. Um, I think, you know, the first time I saw you was in 2013. And when did you move to Cardiff? I think it was 2012. Yeah. So you've yeah. been getting a couple of gigs. Yeah. So Cardiff. first thing was Beach Break. Mm-hmm. And then, um, no, actually, there was a gig a couple of days before. So I think, you know, it was everywhere. Yeah. And they were like, oh, do you even play a gig in Cardiff? And I was like, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> played the show and then we ended up headlining. Mm. I was like, "What?" Your first show headlining? Yeah, and I was like, "What is this?" Where was that? I was in Goody Who. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Right. And I was like, "Man, these people are so good." <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I yeah, that can be quite that's intimidating. So, were you playing on your own at that point? No, um, uh, I gathered my best friends. It was mm. like peons assemble. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, we literally just two weeks to get yeah. a set together and play together before didn't even write the parts for the songs yeah so it's like okay 
we can do this. Okay. We just got it done, and then that, the rest just kept, just felt like a rolling ball. Really, it does seem like a kind of one of those unreal kind of situations. You'd yeah, see it was like, like a, it was a really good catalyst. Yeah, to, yeah. it's yeah. I was considerate. I was you know, but my goals were super different. Like my mm. first goal before I did all that was right. I really want a paid gig, mm. and that was it. So for that, that to just happen, like oh, oh okay, yeah, it's kind of throws you in the deep end yeah like okay what's next you know getting that kind of break, like, uh, break. i know <laughs> i just like I just, i'm about to say it and it's gonna be a pun but like um can kind of <sighs> launch you quite quickly into doing that kind of thing quite often then yeah i mean you do more something you love you just want to do more of it mm-hmm. and where did that music come from because uh your first ep the yang shuo oh yeah, yeah, yeah ep that's like it feels like quite influenced by japan china china (laughs) i just cut that bit out like oh sorry uh no that yeah that makes more sense sorry i'm super mad right now if anyone's listening i'm I'm so sorry Um, (laughs) i don't know like i think i don't know why it's you know similar similar things but okay fine quite influenced by china and is there any (laughs) no um, it's just so embarrassed now is there is there any like reason for that um, so I traveled around China, I think a couple of years before that, and there was a lot of things that happened there that really got dug up mm. when I was writing the song. So, um, I don't think you hear a lot of the influences, like musical influences in the track. It's maybe? more of a feeling. Feeling, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I could see that. Because to me, what China represents is kind of this dreamy far off place yeah and like something exotic and also something insular and i think it that really comes across and that kind of feels like a it's an a capturing that quite well and you know even though i refer to it as japan like, i mean i did i did know it was china <laughs> East. like it's okay it's, yeah it's kind of like that yeah eastern yeah. influence but kind of getting that across is quite impressive for someone who is from the uk and not like kind of uh, how much time did you spend in china literally a month but it was more the um impression yeah it can be quite a culture shock i guess oh that's yeah that's what i wanted i just wanted to be the most foreign person (laughs) i just that's all i wanted just wanted to be the bumbling idiot yeah street and then to be able to write a record out of that is pretty it's pretty good result oh thank you yeah so i mean I, I, i love those songs and kind of and seeing that live and seeing that put across both on your own and then with with other people, I think is what a lot of people do. But I think at the same time, it could be quite personal to share that, mm. that those experiences. Do you ever feel like you're giving away too much? Oh, yeah. I f- yeah, I feel like I'm getting naked every time yeah. I go on stage. Because your personality doesn't... <laughs> Here it is. Because <laughs> your personality to me doesn't scream kind of, sensitivity i guess but like obviously <laughs> obviously i know no, it's I, there but like yeah. because i've heard that music and it's mm. kind of it's like another dimension to you but you're quite uh to me you're quite an outgoing person quite confident. okay yeah but I then think, yeah that's interesting to kind of and be quite emotional and kind of putting that across it's also really yeah i think it shocks people but definitely yeah the outgoing aside i think that's cause i used to be super introverted as a kid mm. and um but it's only over time i've you know, you learn these extrovert 
things. Yeah. Like you're, did you still work at 10 feet tall? No. No. Okay. But you used to work and like as a bar person, yeah. you need to be quite confident to be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, I see it as um, practice behavior. Mm. So it's a case of the way I learned to be, you know, outgoing extrovert is I would just, my mind would hurl my body into a crowd and just be like, okay, that didn't go well. We'll try again later. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, uh, you know, kind of just force myself to do it. Yeah. That's again, like that, that's such a terrifying thing for people with who have become, yeah, have, yeah, have totally. been introverted and like, and then to kind of, yeah. Trial by fire. It just fire, gets to a yeah. point where you just don't think about it. You just mm -hmm. go, go. I know exactly how to be sociable now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I'm still coming to grips with that. It's like... Yeah, it's like jumping, you you know, you just... The trick is just doing it and then thinking about it while you're doing it. Yeah, and going, <laughs> this is this is going well, this yeah, isn't going so well. Going, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, I'm in there. I have no. to do it now. You have to put yourself <laughs> in those situations. And yeah, like, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. That's terrifying, but it's also productive. And then I think, so that's the only really real thing you've kind of released, is it? I mean, you've, you've well, put yeah, out I've other just, songs, but you, just you've released put out, this, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you look back on my release history, it's ridiculous. That's why I started learning how to self-produce. Mm -hmm. so this latest single is the first thing I've really done myself, because it's quite difficult um, relying on producers, understandably, when you don't have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just picked it up. And I think as well, you can kind of, as a solo performer um, who is quite in touch with their work, to hand over a piece of your work to someone else can be quite scary. Well, it's more high expectations. It's like you've got yeah. a vision. No, no, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. like, it's not as scary as such, but you want it to be exactly yeah, right. Of course. If and if they don't the get dream, there, yeah. you've just wasted money on something. <laughs> well, yeah. It's almost, well, even without the money aside, it's like if something doesn't match what mm. you thought, what you envisioned as, you know, the dream piece, then it's kind of, why, why have I done this in yeah, the first place? And you have to go back to square one on it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's and a good move. So this this new song you released, it came with the fact that you changed from being Dominic Griffin to yeah. Oldest Fawn. I haven't actually told anyone about spoken why. Yeah, and I, I I mean I'm I'm interested to know why that was a thing because I think it can be quite limiting playing under your own own name. It was actually um I think I I came up with the name like two years ago when I went to a festival. Green Man Festival, oh, right. and um, yeah, it's just it was after a lot of events, and me and my friends we were all being like little animals in the woods. I just you know, I felt like reborn okay. for have you know refound yeah. my youth or innocence, whatever. It's like you could probably hear in the Yang Show EP. It's kind of you know, it is a little like you know, uh, somber. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I feel good now. This okay. is cool. But I felt like the oldest baby deer. So that's where the name comes from. Okay. So I felt like, oh, I feel like a baby deer again. Yeah. But I got so much gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm definitely the oldest one. So that's just where it came oldest from. One. Yeah. That's... But every time I spoke to someone and said what the name was, they thought it was a person. So I was like, okay, cool. We'll run with Oh, that. Okay. That's a really interesting way to come up with a name. I think. Yeah, that... it just happened. But it was, I wanted to wait until 
first yeah. release. Because really if you just change your name, yeah, and it was like, be like the there'd point? be no point. Yeah. There's no rebirth without yeah, something yeah. new. So do you reckon there's some more optimism in your kind of music now? Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah, because, I mean, as beautiful as it is, that EP is pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to kind of infuse optimism in, in someone in music is difficult. I think a lot of music I enjoy is very somber and dark. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's good, but I personally just felt different. So it's almost mm-hmm. like a, I don't know, like a new embodiment yeah. of me. And it be, can be quite limiting to try and play those songs that you don't feel anymore. I still feel them, but maybe in like in a different way. And then more kind of, I felt like that once kind of way. Yeah. yeah. It's like, a, it's a story. So you're working on new music now. What's kind of the next step, as it were? <laughs> Varied. Varied? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to surprise some people. Um, very expansive. So now that I've learned how to produce, and that was the first song. But since, because that's the first one, the next ones are just going to be like flying. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot easier to just think up an idea and just get down mm-hmm. and play around with different things. So I'm able to go to my Lady Smith Black Mombazo yeah. <laughs> influences yeah. going, you know, over to like more indie guitar mm. sides, bit of the 80s. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's not that I'm trying to get at, but. Yeah, but it's it's, it's also feeling. I guess that's a kind of like a sub saying that you've got those influences. You kind of will hear that back rather. Well, than... it's funny. Like I, I will be making a song, and I'll put something down. I'll just start laughing because I'm like, what, what is going on? Where did this come from? But you know, I'm like, it's you know, it's still got the same thread because it's me mm-hmm. saying with similar lyrics because it's yeah. always lyrics to first. Yeah, it's got that thread. Yeah, it's exciting. Let's yeah, just that's see cool. what. Yeah, and see where it takes you. And um, I think it's interesting to kind of change direction like that, to have such a kind of obvious change, kind of like an image. It's not even an image change. It's more of a a change of... It's like you starting a new band, starting a new project. Okay. And it's difficult to kind of do that as a solo artist, I guess. Do you know what? I literally did that in 24 hours. No no joke. So you, but you came up with the the name. Oh, yeah, two years ago. But that wasn't, you didn't connect that with the music? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. The That was the plan. Mm. But the whole rebrand and the look and all that, that mm. was literally, I'm quite impulsive at times. Yeah. So I, I remember I was sofa surfing and I remember going, <laughs> okay, tomorrow I'm going to drop the track. <laughs> it's done. It's done. And then, um, so then I called on some friends and be like, okay, I need this and this and this. Mm. Nathan Madley. For the photo and um, Ruffwood Records for the or for the uh, mastering, mm. and it just happened in twenty four hours. Wow, and that's pretty. And you know, everything happens a lot quicker than it used to. I really stress is, out that is the people quick. involved. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. And so to kind of they really, uh, yeah, to put that out there so quickly is kind of quite impressive. But again, when you are waiting for something to be released, it's so. Oh, filled with anxiety forever. i know it's like yeah. you kind of you i just, just saw why am i waiting there's no point i know there is a point actually there's lots of points you know but when you want some someone to hear something you don't yeah. want to wait for that moment like to yeah. be the right moment oh, i was just being impulsive yeah it's funny though 
Yeah, I'm glad I did it. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And now, and now you could kind of move on with that. And, exactly. And, Next and song. Continue. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I mean, it's it's always a. I don't know. Like for you, maybe it, it didn't feel like that, but to me, doing something like that could be quite scary because you're abandoning everything. You, not really, but like you can yeah. kind of still say, "Oh, I was Dominic this." Griffin's yeah, dead. yeah, yeah. But he it's is. like you're abandoning that kind of experience not that experience but that reputation and kind of becoming it with something new yeah but at the same time the way you wanted to do it made sense that you would do that and you want to separate yourself from that kind of older thing stuff yeah yeah it just it just felt right and i saw sometimes that's all you got to do who knows? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it works. We'll like, see if we'll it works. Yeah. We'll hope. Hopefully people will know who <laughs> you are. Visit my grave. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if we sit in this room much longer, we're, we're going to melt. Yeah. So oh, I'll, yeah. ask, I'll ask my last two questions. Okay, let's okay. do it. The first question I ask is, what's something you've been listening to recently that you really enjoy, that you kind of had on repeat or like really kind of been into a lot? And oh. I'm... I and say this again. It's like this has been such a difficult question for people because people listen to so much nowadays. Yeah, and like it's hard to pin down one thing that you really think you've been listening to on on the loop. Uh, well, lately, I guess it's been um, the National mm. Trouble Will Find Me. Yeah, but I always go back to that record. Mm-hmm. It's just for years. How many years now? Yeah, it came out two thousand twelve, maybe. Mm. Yeah. That's that's lately. Is that kind of like the quite anthemic stuff, or is it the? It's um, songs like "Living Salt." See, I'm not that familiar. I'm terrible. With, I'm struggling right now. Yeah, but song it kind of kind of put across to me the way the kind of music it is because I'm yeah. not so familiar with it. Uh, quite moody, driving. Mm. Uh, moody and driving. Moody and driving. Okay, cool. I I I, I think I know that about the national. The cover kind of... photo. I find it so cheesy when somebody displays, uh, explains the photo. So mm. it's a lady with a mirror over half her face. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. That's the and one. That, if, everyone, that... if anyone's wondering, yeah, yeah. trouble will find me. Lady, cool. mirror, face. Yeah. I think um, in the podcast I put up today, we talking, I was talking to Larry Howard about um, how image can be quite important when you're trying to get across what music is about. Yes. And if you listen to something that visually does not match, it could be quite jarring. Yes. And I think, you know, having an image like that for that kind of music works really well. And you've got to kind of get that balance right. Hmm. Um, and then the last question I ask, thankfully, because we're going to melt, uh, is uh, also a really difficult question for some people is, what's your favorite record of all time? All time? <laughs> oh, this is a funny one. Okay. One is it one i own i can't really like it if i own it huh you don't have to own it i guess it's like music can be so immaterial now that you don't have to own it all the time i've got to go with one i feel like i love now i guess great big western movie themes album title great big western movie themes yeah so that's like a compilation yes yeah okay that's really interesting and I guess it's I my mean, workout. It's my workout. <laughs> actually, but those, that music is really—it's great. It's, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, his Italian dude's name that I'm not going to be able to pronounce. Okay. Yeah. Luigi. No. <laughs> Good band, the ugly composer. Oh, I don't know. Uh, 
yeah, everyone's screaming at it, me now. The the uh, I'm not even if I look it up on Google, I'm not going to pronounce it. But he did the the. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That. Is that how the West was? No, that's not how the West. That's was the one. good band, the ugly. Uh, but yeah, that that kind of music is very evocative. That's the right word. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess it's, it's yeah. It is. <laughs> Put it on. It could be quite a uh, quite appropriate when it's. Yeah. when you're working out and when it's this hot as well yeah <laughs> okay thanks Dom we're no gonna, worries <laughs> we're gonna try um, and record we've got plans to try and record a session of your music in the library in Cardiff on a grand piano so what's better than books and music yeah <laughs> I actually did I actually organised a gig in there once and it was the weirdest thing ever but it was pretty interesting to do um, but yeah hopefully that happens so They'll like now we'll stop doing this interview and there'll be a clip of me saying whether yeah, I'm going to teleport. Yeah, I will be there. <laughs> so it's either going to happen in a in a library and it's going to be a success, or it will just happen somewhere where there's piano. But thanks very much for no having me and sweating in this room with me. Okay, you're beautiful. Thank you. So as I said at the top, uh, we didn't actually end up recording in the library. It was a cool concept, but uh, practically recording music in the library is not the greatest thing to do. Uh, so we instead recorded uh, this song hurting for someone at the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama. And yeah, it was kind of quite a cool one day plan thing that kind of I was out. It was out of the blue. It was great. Um, so yeah, here it is. Oh, it's, it's beautiful, this track. And you can also see the video for this. We shot um, online, either on uh, The Oldest Four on Facebook or on YouTube. And you can find the link for that in the description of this podcast. So here it is, Hurting for Someone. Ooh. Oh, I know. The walk home Looking back Should have told someone Sway
So thanks again to Dominic and Jack for doing that session yesterday and thanks for Dom uh, for recording this podcast with me. Uh, you can actually see Oldest Fawn this Sunday at Hub Festival as part of the Cardiff Music Awards slash 40 Project Stage, which is the one I'll be hosting. So this is a really big plug for that. If you're going to Hub Festival this weekend, make sure you get down to that. I've also put up a blog on my uh, Fear and Loathing blog, which you can see via the Facebook page about quite a few acts that I thought would be good to recommend, as well as I kind of put up old reviews, previews I did for that. So yeah, Hub Festival this weekend, that's also going to be the next podcast. Um, I'm going to be doing interviews from around Hub Festival. If you listen to the podcast and you actually want to be interviewed or have your uh, some of your set recorded to feature in the next podcast, uh, let me know and I will try and come down and view you and record you. And yeah, I really, really am looking forward to this weekend. Hub Festival is such, such a great event to have in Cardiff. And, you know, especially after such a difficult year in Cardiff, after music venue closures and, you know, threats to live music in the capital, uh, it's good to have this kind of big celebration and it's going to be epic this year. So I'll see you this weekend and I'll, you know, you can hear the podcast next Wednesday from what happened. Thanks very much for listening. See you next week. <laughs>